1: Hey, Brendo, Steve here. And Larson. Welcome back to Going in Raw, the only pro wrestling podcast you can be listened to right here at youtube.com forward slash Steven Larson and available wherever podcasts can be found. Be sure to hit that subscribe button, the little notify bell, and then click on all to make sure you always get your new uh, Going in Raw notifications. Yeah. And of course, we're on the Patreon at patreon.com forward slash Steven Larson. Yeah. That's where we get the uh, video questions and text questions from for uh matt chat of course at the 20 dollar a month mark you too can submit your video question or text question mm. right here to matt chat it's sunday we're going to answer some questions oh boy how about that takeover last night that was terrific well,
0: it's today it's on sunday
1: it's on sunday this week yeah oh wow it's all about how about that oh wow. wow really
0: excited looking forward can't to wait
1: it. for that one Anyways, uh, let's hop right into it. A lot going on. We're on the road to WrestleMania. We're kind of on a couple roads. We're on a road to Super Showdown, road to Elimination Chamber. Road um, to Mania then.
0: Yeah. Road to AEW Revolution. Road to TakeOver Portland. That's today. Yeah. Or we do reaction live streams to that, yeah? Yes, correct. Yeah, but, but kick things off here. Uh, Jacksonville's number one Gion Halili has question. Uh, take it away, Gion. Hey there, friendos. This is Jacksonville's number one Matt Chatter, Gion Halili, back with another Matt Chat question. This week, I want to know, with Matt Hardy being confirmed to be done with the WWE, was his exit on Raw the proper way of him saying goodbye to the WWE universe and WWE family? Um, I thought it was a creative way. He basically ran down his whole career, uh, and tying it to edges whole thing with Randy, but yeah, was it the best way for him to exit WWE or could there have been a better way? I don't know. Have a discussion or a debate. I don't care. You guys own the show. All right. Too sweet. Too good. Later guys.
1: Thank you. Guion. Thank you. Guion. I'll go first. Yeah. Yeah, of course. Yeah. I thought it was great. I thought that, uh, Maybe my, like, if, if, if we, if we need it, cause I know we both feel it. Yeah. They did. They did Matt Hardy, right? Yeah. Uh, his send off. I thought it was very, very effective. thought it was cool. Um, maybe, I mean, just maybe because so for the couple months preceding, uh, this segment, uh, the only time we've seen Matt Hardy has been in matches where he just comes out and loses. They've been essentially enhancement matches. Uh, and so maybe, maybe they could have like used him to, to build up to this moment a bit better, uh, instead of just trotting him out for enhancement matches, maybe, but that's kind of a quibble. I thought in a vacuum, I thought this really added a lot given Matt's extensive history with edge, um, that he's, this is, it was absolutely appropriate for him to come out and, uh, and really take Randy Orton to task uh for his treatment of edge yeah uh i thought it was great I Thought it was really yeah good. i
0: thought it was really well done too um especially given the circumstances his brother's on the shelf still yeah uh, apparently he's going to be at the pc coming up soon to try to see if he's close to getting back in shape ready to get back in the ring uh that being said here's an idea I just thought of okay so orton does the concerto and at the moment of impact a chair to head lights go out mm-hmm lights come back up Matt Hardy has disappeared. Oh, wow. Okay. So, you know, you give him one little final nod to the, the broken, woken stuff. His vessel has left. Yeah. WWE. Yeah. And and with it, uh, broken, woken Matt Hardy as well. Yeah, that doesn't really service the WWE much, though. No, not at all. That just
1: helps him go become the exalted one. Yeah. I would not do that. I would never do that. Well, I mean, it's a shine of respect
0: that. to Matt Hardy, who's given his body to your company over the course of many years Nah, i think the paycheck is good enough so your idea shot down no don't like it and they know the speakers you hear him
1: laughing yeah wonderful And yeah, but then aren't you just setting up a match that isn't gonna happen no no you don't think so i think no. people expect him to come back no they would be like oh we want to see broken matt versus uh oh he re-signed versus randy or and then ryan satin shows up now nah, he's that, that's how they wrote him
0: off oh okay I think it'd be a fun send-off, something different than just getting beat up and getting noticed, uh, assisted by trainers. How about this? Trainers. How about this? Okay, we can compromise. What?
1: Lights go down. Uh-huh. They come up. He's still laying there, but he's naked. <laughs> he's got, like, blood all over him. And they're like, what the hell? Where does clothes doesn't make any sense Where now. does his clothes go? Yeah. And why is he naked all of a sudden? And then you really get people wondering. That's creative. Yeah. Why is naked naked Matt Hardy? It's a new variation. Doesn't make any sense. Free the delete. <laughs> free, the, free the peen. Yeah, I guess so. Free the nipple.
0: Nude Matt Hardy.
1: <laughs> Nude Matt Hardy. There you go. I don't no, know. Just no. an idea I had. He's no. got like really harsh tan
0: lines too. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Anyways, next up, the doctor himself. Mid surgery. Well, he's sending us sure. this
0: question. He's got the surgical mask on. Doesn't mean he could be one of pre-op. these times. He's he's going to show with a surgical mask. There's going to be blood all over. him. Maybe this is, this could be pre up We don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Anyways, man. we do know Doc Hensler is next. Take it away, Doc Hensler. Hey, Stephen Larson. This is Doc Hensler here with my Matt Chat question for the week. So, with Shayna Baszler making her debut on Raw, um, and sucking or eating or doing something to Becky Lynch um i want to know what y'all's uh, favorite debut has been um we've had a bunch of really great ones over the past couple years um from the nxt stars coming up to ron smackdown but what has been y'all's favorite uh debut and this could be raw smackdown nxt it doesn't really matter so um i want to hear it so give it to me thank you doc hensler thank you dr hensler oh i gotta go first So, Steve, do I have a scoop for you? Oh, news brief. News? No. No. Scott Hall showing up on WCW Nitro in 1996 to kick off the whole NWO thing, the whole acid wash denim vest. Oh, hell yeah, man. Pretty cool. You know who I am, but you don't know why I'm here. And he's like, "Have I got a scoop for you. You heard it here first. Scott Scott Hall Hall and WCW. You heard it here first. You heard it here first. Uh, all right, that's I mean, good it's hard, As far as all time, we took Chris Jericho's debut in WWF out of the – because that's tops on any list. That's Yeah, the best. yeah, yeah, that's, that's out. That's the absolute best. Yeah, that's so, no doubt. So next for me is maybe Scott Hall kicking off the whole NWO thing. As far as more recent history in WWE, you have a good <laughs> answer here. I won't spoil it. Um, so I'm trying to think of another one. Oh, Kevin Owens. When Kevin Owens showed up on that episode of Raw and beat up John Cena, man. Yeah. Man. Yeah, that's a really good one. And that was incredible. Yeah. especially that, That's that's your answer. And then that, or like, how, is, is NXT call-ups done right? Owens might be
1: the tops. That might, like, that might, be, that might be actually the best NXT call-up, like, ever. hmm Yeah, that's a good one. It was one. really good. Um. So that's a really good one. Uh, I have on here. Um. See, to me, it's funnier to talk about the worst ones. I'll give my one of my personal favorites, and that's uh, Finn Balor. I thought when they re sort of uh, when they gave Raw its 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 graphics overhaul, not this latest one, but the one prior to that. When well, they did when they did the first draft, yeah, the, for that, that draft. recent first
0: draft, yeah.
1: Um, and Finn Balor was up on the stage with everybody else, and then they mentioned his name as being uh, in line for a Universal Titles shot. Like uh, they were gonna they're putting those some matches, matches those yeah, yeah, fatal four way yeah. matches I think together. Yeah. And he was named. Like the entire crowd just sort of parts and then he sort of steps up and he just looks he has like the coolest vibe. That to was him. the
0: week after the draft, I believe, because mm-hmm. he was just announced as being drafted, didn't show up yeah. on that episode, I believe. Right,
1: yeah, exactly. And so he was there and it was like, whoa, you know, like the way people reacted to him. And then he just has the star quality yeah. anyways. And he wasn't doing the cheesy smiling thing yet. He just came off as like super cool, mm-hmm. instant contender. Um, I thought that was really neat. The, the Owens one is, is actually better not, though. Um, I like talking about worst debuts. Yeah. Uh, I have on here Hogan's WCW debut. When I think they just threw him a parade in like downtown Disney or yeah, something Disney like that. Disney World, yeah. Like, yeah. And they like, you know, it was just a bunch of confused
0: Disney World goers. They reminded me of the time that I was going like, to... Like, oh, it's a Hulk Hogan impersonator. I was going to... He de- looks smaller. I know. <laughs> he looks deflated. It's deflated Hulk Hogan. <laughs> um, I remember it reminded me of the time kind of... Not really, but kind of. But I went to Disneyland, and I didn't know it. And it was, they were doing the one of the Pirates of the Caribbean movie premieres. Oh, yeah. And so they shut down the park early. Oh, man. What a bummer. Yeah. That's and so hilarious. we were trying to leave. And, you know, down in the, not downtown Disney, but the Main Street in Disneyland, when you first walk in, you know, they have all those shops on the side. And they actually have a road down the middle that you can walk through. Yeah, sure, yeah. Well, that was all That's barricaded annoying. off. So we had thousands upon thousands of people Trying to get through on the sidewalks. That's horrible on Main Street. That's at like five o'clock. That sucks because they were shutting down the park. Man, screw those people. Uh, so really, nothing at all. Like, but I guess you can imagine that they closed down the street because Hulk Hogan was on a, a in a convertible, sitting in the back of a convertible.
1: Yeah, maybe not quite, not quite a Johnny Depp movie premiere. Hulk Hogan in a convertible.
0: But at least people that went to Disney World that day could at least
1: say they saw Hulk was Hogan. It I didn't or get to see Johnny Depp. It was Disney. It was Disney World. Oh, it was, World. was Disney, it was was Disney it? World in Orlando. Yeah. Oh wow. That's, I mean, kind of impressive, I guess. Um, So, yeah, you get to see Hulk Hogan impersonator. Um, And then other debuts. I mean, who can forget? This should really be a 10 for the win list. Who can forget uh, Bret Hart um, uh, curmudgingly debuting in WCW? Yeah. That was just sad. It was. Uh, There was that. And then, of course, Lex Luger in his puffy shirt. Oh, man, tops. Bob Rude
0: smiling a lot. Oh, goodness. That was awful. Uh, there, aren't, there are not not a lot of good NXT debuts. The Ascension immediately embarrassing themselves or being yeah. in a position they, that they were going to be embarrassed. Yeah. Those are all bad. Nothing beats the Monday Night Wars debuts, though. Oh, I know. Like, yeah. Especially, like, when Sandman showed up on WCW. is, is Hardcore hack. Yeah.
1: What? Who's that
0: guy? Why is he wearing, like, gray? Yeah. Yeah.
1: Where's his Where's his Budweiser shirt? I know. Why is he wearing a gray like club shirt?
0: I know. I know. <laughs> I know. Why is he called Hardcore Hack? Why, why is he, he not called, Sandman? Why is he not Sandman? <laughs> he not Sandman? Well, I'm
1: confused. Couldn't he be Sandman?
0: What yeah. the heck? I understand you, you can't play. Uh, what the heck? <laughs> I know You can't play Enter Sandman for Metallica. I get that. That's license. <laughs> but, but you've
1: already ripped off Nirvana and Pearl Jam. Yeah. For some of your theme songs, can't mm. you just rip off Enter Sandman. Yeah, I know.
0: Oh man! Uh, and then I've got a question from Joshua Martinez about TakeOver. Man, who filmed this? Martin Scorsese? Man. Look at this shot. Winner of uh, the Frendo Award for Best Cinematography. No kidding. Every episode of Matt Chat, He's Joshua back Martinez. At it. Let's see. Hey, Frendos. Joshua Martinez back this week with a Matt Chat question. So this weekend is NXT TakeOver Portland. And this is another TakeOver that takes place not during a WWE weekend, and it seems like it's a little longer um i think it's for so far just an extra match uh my question to you is um could it be that nxt is starting to be more comfortable in trying to you know make longer pay-per-views and more pay-per-views as to compete with uh maybe aew and do you think that's a good thing or bad thing uh i mean i'm excited because if not i wouldn't see a takeover live here in portland but be interested to see what you guys think. Thanks for those. Thank, Thank you, you Joshua. Joshua. You go first.
1: Okay. Uh, so here's the thing. I. So, yeah, there's, there's one more match than usual this time around. Uh-huh. Um, if it goes long, I have faith that it's going to be justifiable, that the matches are going to run the amount of time necessary for them to tell a compelling story, as they always do. Um, I'll put it this way. I have complete and total faith in Triple H and and HBK, because apparently he's got a hand in these takeovers also, primarily NXT, or UK rather. Um, I have complete faith that these NXT uh, events are going to be well thought out. Yeah. Um, and well executed, because until they stumble, I, I have no reason. I have yeah. no reason
0: to believe that they will. They're gonna get the benefit of the doubt. Yeah, for sure. Track record is such uh, that they can have them until they stumble. As you mentioned, they can have them monthly and they can be ten hours long. But until one of them sucks, yeah, you're gonna think you're walking into each and every one of those thinking this could be awesome. Yeah, right. That being said, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. Uh, takeovers are the perfect little two and a half hour. You know, quarterly shows. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, in terms of the timing, the pacing of how it, it, it enables NXT to tell their stories, how when they have their blow up matches, is perfect because monthly pay per views, uh, by and large, uh, with them happening monthly, is too frequently.
1: Yeah, I agree with that. Um, I'd be shocked. I'm not a little shocked.
0: I yet. mean, apparently, there's I'd... been some push and pull within WB about, you know, whether it be Vince or someone else saying, "Hey, we, these takeovers are really great. They probably do really well for us. We should do more of them." Triple place like, "No, there's there's a reason they do so well. It's because they're not monthly."
1: Now, what I wouldn't mind maybe is adding to the UK schedule. Yeah. Um, yeah, I like mean, a third
0: it, one, a third, a third takeover in United Kingdom would be if cool. You, if
1: you end up with between the two brands. Eight takeovers a year, mm-hmm. like maybe five on one side and three on the other, which is doing what you'd say. Yeah, you know I, that'd be that'd be fine. That'd mm-hmm. be great. Mm-hmm. I do think that UK probably needs an additional takeover. I might be more inclined. I, every week I try, I, I think about watching UK, and then I just don't. Um, although I hear terrific stuff happens there, I would really yeah. like to watch it. Yeah, but they don't really build to much. I don't know. There's no excuse. I'm sure it's great. I just haven't made the time to watch it. So There's, there's, lot, there's no a lot, reason A lot there.
0: of wrestling Get through in the, the course of the week Yeah there is there You is. know I'd, I'd like to watch 205 Live But I don't For the same reason I really have stopped Caring about 205 Live I know It's unfortunate Because there's a lot Of really good talent On that show
1: I get I get my Leo Rush And I get my Angel Garza On Raw Or, or NXT mm-hmm. And Jordan Devlin Now is great
0: mm-hmm.
1: I, I get my fill Of those guys uh, There's not really Nobody else on the roster That I really care about Mm-hmm yeah. Seem, seemingly, Swerve puts on matches on NXT. Yeah. So I'm cool with the Yeah, Swerve's Swerve. great. Yeah, Swerve's awesome. Swerve's great. But, yeah, I don't know. I mean, like, the the, the original players, like, Daivari, Tony Nese, Gallagher, even. I don't really care about that. Yeah. Brian Kendrick, I don't know. Yeah. yeah. yeah I don't know. No, I understand
0: all that. Yeah. I know. I understand. I understand. All right. I get that. I
1: get I don't, that. No disrespect meant to anyway, him. Obviously not. Uh, all the respect, though, to Christopher Eppersod. Yeah, this is a great question. Let's see what he has to say here. Hello, Steven Larson. So my question is, WrestleMania is going to Hollywood next year. I'm pretty excited. I actually like WrestleMania 21 with all the spoof they did. You know, I think the best one was the Austin and Gladiator one. So my question is, I want you guys to pitch and spoof of a parody of which WWE Superstar would you like to see perform to hyper WrestleMania, like good commercial or something. All right, guys,
0: be creative. Thank you, Christopher. Thank you, Christopher. Great question. Uh, we got some fun answers, Steve. Shall we alternate? Yeah, man, let's Here, do it. I'll go first. So the first one I have, you know that scene from The Revenant where Leo gets attacked by the bear? Yeah, that's a great. Scene. And like tears him up. It's terrifying. It's terrifying. It's horrible. Terrifying. Yeah. How about we do that? Oh wow. Uh, you get Drake Maverick. Oh man. As uh, Leo. Yeah. And you get his good friend Braun Strowman as bear. Oh wow. So you get the bear, Bear Strowman, in there. That's really good. Tearing into Drake Maverick. That could be fun.
1: Hey, have you seen that new uh, the trailer for the Invisible Man? No. We're like it, it's actually kind of cool. They're doing like going like a real horror route with it. Uh-huh. Where like uh, what's her face? Um, Elizabeth Moss. Yeah, yeah. So she's sitting there, and then you see she's in front of like a leather chair, like a lounge chair, and just you hear it, like a guy sit down, in the, and it sort of folds in. Oh man. Yeah, it's cool. It's really creepy. Yeah. Uh, what if you do that with EC three? Okay, that's good. Because he's the Invisible Man. Nobody's seen him. I just thought of that one on the spot. Well, you could
0: also do John Cena because his whole gimmick is you can't see me. That's a good, that's probably a better idea. And that's a joke he made on Twitter about it could be on SmackDown. But my first one that I wrote down was the 205 live cast,
1: recreate the human centipede. All right. All right. Or I was
0: ass to mouth. Yeah, I know what that's disgusting. all about. It would be gross. Uh, next, I got Peter Doon and Matt Rydell. I'm good, Matthew Rydell. Uh, doing a Bill and Ted thing. Oh, that's good. That that's, That sounds, that's normal. That's like, Up their alley. Yeah, especially Matthew Rydell.
1: Well, given their recent uh strap match and how brutal it was, I want to say Daniel Bryan and the Fiend recreate Passion of the Christ. All right. Holy crap. Brutal. That guy got whooped to heck. Man. So you got like, you know, Daniel Bryan is Jesus, the Mm -hmm. fiend is like Roman guard
0: Mm -hmm. or whatever. He's whack. Yeah. Yeah, I get that. uh, next I have Undisputed. Might be a bummer for the crowd oh, it'd be a, That'd be a huge bummer My oh, next my, one will yeah. not be a bummer This will be a, a crowd pleaser You got Undisputed Era uh-huh. New Day Seth's group of guys uh-huh. And Imperium oh, yeah. uh, Doing the newscaster uh, fight From Inkerman. I would love to see that The German, the, the German news team
1: <laughs> Coming up in the news today du bist tot. Yeah there you go <laughs> I think that means you are dead <laughs> Perfect uh, all right, so I got this Undertaker, Stone Cold, Triple H. Maybe we get Mankind in there, and they all get de-aged computer graphics for scenes from The Irishman. So The Undertaker is like, you know, Al Pacino is Hoffa, but it's Undertaker is Hoffa. Good, I remember my German correctly. Good job. And he's all in the courtroom, and somebody comes up to just him want to say and tries to blast and he's like, you, you charge a guy. Who has a gun? But you run away from a guy who's got a knife. <laughs> you charge a guy with a gun. You run away from a guy with a knife. See my. He was he talking about my son. My son charged him. Look at my son charged him. See what see what he does with this kid here.
0: <laughs> He's so good. That was funny. I got watched that movie finally. And then
1: Undertaker will be the guy. Like because in the end, you know, Hoffa gets killed by uh, uh, by. Uh, Stone Cold Steve Austin Uh, Oh yeah Stone Cold to be the De Niro guy That's good That's good So he'd be like Oh man This is a setup We gotta get out of here He's like What?
0: Clack Yeah Uh, I got one more Uh, Randy Orton Snake Man Why would you
1: put a fish in a car? (laughs) (laughs) You don't do that you gotta wrap it up, otherwise the smell is gonna get in the car. Anyways, go ahead. Sorry,
0: Randy Orton and Snake Man from Dreamscape. Oh, it's terrifying. And then Edge could be the uh, the Dennis Quaid. That's too scary, man. That's good.
1: Oh, I like that. The Dennis Quaid.
0: Mm. There you go, that'd be good. It'd be a, a reference that not many people would understand. Nobody would get that one. But I would love I it. I would
1: love it because I would get it totally. Snake
0: Man Randy Orton,
1: give it to me. We need to, a, we need to do a watch along with Dreamscape one of these days. Oh, hell
0: yeah, man. That was a great movie. Yeah. I, used to watch, I used to watch that a lot when I was a kid. Me too.
1: And there was titties in that movie.
0: And it's really messed up.
1: It's a really messed up movie, yeah. Yeah.
0: Like a dude goes into
1: a dream of this lady having like an affair with some dude. He's like a little Weasley guy.
0: What was the one that's kind of like that with Christopher Walken in it, though?
1: Oh, that was, yeah, that was a messed up movie too. It was a, uh, that was a Stephen King one, I think.
0: No, I'm not talking about Dead Zone. Oh. I'm talking about a different one. The hell, there was another one? Yeah. Was he was in another
1: Dead Zone-esque movie? Kind That's of. crazy.
0: Anyways, let's, let's move on to the next one. All right, let's one see one while I'll I'll you look, look that up. up.
1: Cult of False Realities has a question about a mania matchup coming up. Let's see what he has to say.
0: What's going on, Stephen Larson, all the friendos out there? Cult of False Realities here, back with another Mad Chat question. And my question for this week is, why is WWE going to make Rhea versus Charlotte a total letdown? I feel like it could be the next Seth and Finn from SummerSlam with all build-up. You know, when Seth was telling Finn that he was just another version of him. When Rhea came in, they were literally saying how she was basically like Charlotte and she changed her look and she is amazing. So, explain why Basically, why is it going to be a total letdown? Or you can do, a, is it going to be a letdown? It's not going to be a letdown. Something like that. You guys choose. It could be a debate. You could say, why? I don't know. It's up to you guys. Too sweet, too good, shoulder lead, blah, 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 blah. Thanks, guys. Thank you. Cult the false realities. Was I that Natalie movie. Wood's last movie? I think so. Brainstorm oh, yeah. was what I was thinking of. Oh, Brainstormed. wow. Brainstorm. Brainstorm.
1: That's what I was thinking. Who do you think of. killed her, man? I don't want to get into that. Wow, really? Mm-mm. Out of respect for like her, yeah, or just like I because mean, it's, you're it's, scared of like freaking what's his face what, coming? Robert after? Wagner coming? Yeah, after man. Me? No, he might. Larson. I don't think so. I'm a Is I'm he a huge I'm a huge Matt Chat viewer. Is he still alive? I would think that once he dies, the cops are going to come out and say,
0: "Oh yeah, we have video of him doing it." Because if he's not, if he's if he's still alive, he's like
1: (coughs) really old. Yeah, he's alive and he is really old. He's ninety.
0: Anyways, you go first. Okay, answer answer cult false realities question. Would you please? So,
1: if the question is, I don't think that the build necessarily is going to be a letdown. I don't think the story that they're going to tell is going to be a letdown. If anything, if history is to be believed, like. one of the biggest matches of all time that should have gone down at WrestleMania in recent history was Charlotte versus Asuka. And I really don't think that match lived up to what it really should have been. So I think it's possible that the actual match, given how many matches are typically on Mania, given that they might be scaling down the amount of time they give Mania because that's been what they've been doing recently with their pay-per-views, although Mania might be the exception. um, I think it's possible that the match itself It's not going to be like a takeover match. It's not going to be like a 25 minute barn burner. It'll probably be like a solid 12 minute match that you probably figure, man, this probably should have gone another, you know, five minutes um, to really heighten the drama. Uh, So I can see that as a point of view. But in terms of everything else, like the lead, I think the build has been pretty decent so far. Like, yeah, I get the, the mind I mean, games kind of. And stuff. the
0: idea I feel like is is Charlotte trying to, uh, as you mentioned, play mind games with perhaps uh, a, an overzealous mm-hmm. young champion. Yeah. Um, and uh, we and keep in mind, there's still about two months of build yet to happen. I think the build will begin in earnest following takeover on Sunday. Yeah, for sure. Uh, there's reports. Spoiler alert: Charlotte might be there. Hmm. Um, so uh, Rhea could get her answer as soon as Sunday or Charlotte might just still, you know, say, eh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to drag this along a bit longer. Yeah. Who knows? Uh, in the end, though, I think if the match doesn't have to be 25 minute takeover quality match. If in the end of the day, the match delivers, then a lot of time people will forgive a, 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 a less than great buildup. If the match is good, it might not be as memorable as it could have been. It might not have the stakes. Uh, uh, one could see or people might not have the, the same level of attachment to the outcome of the match but if the match is good people will be like alright that was a good match this it is paid one, off this is, yeah but this is also one of those
1: where it might be more it might be considered a letdown if if a certain person doesn't win if Charlotte wins this match number one I mean it's obviously they keep on talking about the title so it seems really unlikely that Charlotte's actually going to win this match yeah. and win the title yeah So you would think that unless they did a thing where they had a rematch on NXT TV and and Rhea won there, but I don't really foresee that. Anything could happen, I suppose. Um, But Rhea beating Charlotte is a big, big moment. Yeah. And one that is, I think, also, even if the match is relatively underwhelming, if they have the perfect final minute for the finish and Rhea wins it after maybe being on the verge of losing it... Mm -hmm. I think it'll go down. It'll be very, very high. I think there's a lot of ways that this can be remembered as something really cool. Yeah. But I think it all kind of hinges on Rhea winning this thing. Oh, definitely. Definitely.
0: Definitely. I mean, I guess, you know, Triple H said that he considers Shayna part of the the NXT roster unless a deal is swung. So let's say uh, at Mania, Shayna beats Becky. She's Raw Women's Champion. Charlotte beats Rhea. She's NXT Women's Champion. There's your deal there. Yeah. Yeah.
1: And the idea, the sight of Charlotte holding that NXT title is a fascinating one. Mm-hmm. It's a really interesting one. Yeah. And there's a lot of great talent in NXT that could be a lot of fun to see. And then her. you get
0: the story of Rhea climbing back to get that tel- that title off Charlotte. Yeah. Which they might see value in that story. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know.
1: Yeah. It'll be interesting to see what happens. Yep. I mean, this could totally be one of the things. Like, I'm, I'm probably going to be, you know, saying, yeah, Rhea's totally going to win this. But... They could pull a swerve here. We just don't know.
0: It kind of depends on the rest of the card, too. You think so? Yeah. I kind of think this exists in a bit of a vacuum. Well, I mean, I, I think. In uh, what, what do you mean? I mean, I mean, just in terms of. I mean, I feel like last year was a bit of an of a anomaly where there were three matches that the fans were heavily invested in seeing their person win. Oh yeah, and yeah, yeah, and yeah, the way yeah. they booked the show. Uh, more or less allowed that to happen. If they had stacked those three matches towards the end of the card, just in terms of the ebb and flow of the show, the story of the show unfolding, that wouldn't have taken place. But they had Brock and Seth open the show, Seth won. And then you have uh, Kofi and Daniel Bryan right in the middle, Kofi wins. And then you have the women's uh, match at the main event, Becky wins. So the fans get their choice winning all three matches, but because of the ebb and flow of the show and how it was structured, uh, I felt like just the, the the structure of the show allowed that to happen.
1: I'd, I would, I kind of think that this isn't up there with... So, like, yeah, I get it. The fans are going to want to see Rhea win. But the intrigue of Charlotte winning the title and what that means, I think, is also pretty interesting. And I'm not sure the fans will start crapping all over no, the match. No, no, I don't
0: necessarily mean in it that, in that sense. I'm just trying, trying to say in terms of... Structure of the show. Mm-hmm. If there's any other huge surprises or or, or shocking mm-hmm. outcomes they have planned, uh, I'll put it. This could way. influence. I think Rhea winning
1: and Charlotte winning are both kind of shocking moments. You know, because like, man, are they really gonna have Rhea beat Charlotte? That's a big deal. That's a huge deal. But at the same time. Charlotte is NXT champion. Yeah, that's a big deal too. So I think they're both very interesting scenarios. Oh, that they could definitely out. could be one. One. So I don't know. Maybe though. I'm. Maybe I'm just backtracking on what I said earlier. I don't know. Well, you, you could reconsider. Well, Charlotte winning is a big de- like it her is. having the title it would is be really surprising. interesting yeah. thing. Yeah,
0: it would be surprising. Yeah. Uh, next. Got a question from Rich. Okay. Friendos, Rich Smash
1: Bro here. In the week of Valentine's Day, you must choose two female wrestlers to take out for Valentine's Day. Take your marriages out of the equation. Take all limitations out of the equation. Your two dudes taking out a couple ladies. Who do you pick? Where do you go? What do you do? And the most important question coming from the Smash Bro is, "Do you smash?" Let me know, friendos. Too good, brother. Thank you, Rich. Thank you, Rich.
0: <sighs> Go ahead.
1: Um, so like we're both married, so it's kind of dumb. I'm just gonna start talking about like banging WWE superstars. That's a little tacky, and it?
0: it is tacky. And there's always the possibility that you know we haven't done any interviews of late, but. Uh, down the line.
1: Yeah, I know. That being said, Eva Marie, because
0: there might be, like, a wardrobe malfunction there. Ew. <sighs> now, it would be cool to sit down with uh, 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 oh. a, a couple veterans. Oh, yeah. Uh, They've traveled the world, rustled all over the place, Larson, and hear their Larson stories. Larson prefers the elder women. <laughs> 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 In terms of just like like a like a what was it called table the di- di- table for three the WB wow you're going for the the threesome interesting Jeez Louise lovely uh, that type of format oh, yeah. where uh, uh, <laughs> I get to have a conversation Ooh. with like conversation I don't know like say Becky oh. Dio Shirai oh yeah and get to talk about mm. their experience <laughs> wrestling all over the world well oh, everyone you know what they deal with make their way to the top of the industry. That would be really interesting. Yeah, and then you reach for a titty. No. <laughs> <laughs> Not at all, Steve. Oh, man. I'm just
1: clowning around. I'm just clowning around. Not at all. I know, I know. We're all very serious family guys. It's okay. Yes. It's all good.
0: It's all good. And we're professionals here. <laughs> yes, we are. I'm going and wrong. Yeah. I'm reach for a titty. <laughs> Hands off me. Don't you ever do that? That an HR, an HR yeah, issue. Don't you see? We, we have don't the, have anything posted, man. We don't have anything posted. Well, we got to be in compliance, Steve. So. All right. Sorry. My bad. Just picture it there.
1: I got to take some training now, some you sexual do. harassment training. Go to the
0: back room, <laughs> sit in front of the seminar for yeah. the next 12 hours. All right. Fair enough. And uh, then I f- expect a five page written uh, apology. I want to watch one of them old
1: sexual harassment VHS tapes. I want to watch one of those. No shoulder rubs at the copy machine. Hey, Karen. (laughs) Uh, We got a text question here from Luis Areza. Uh, He says, uh, should they stick with the co-branded pay-per-views like they do them right now? Or should they do alternating pay-per-views except for the big five, Money in the Bank included? Keep it how it is. Keep it how it is. Keep it how it is. I didn't like the cut. Co- I didn't like when it was single branded. It, it just was con- felt like
0: it felt confusing, and it felt like. Did the, they do
1: like, like two like and they they kept them monthly, didn't yeah. they? Yeah. So it was like a raw one, and the next week you get and a and it a SmackDown like
0: glorified episodes of Raw or SmackDown. Yeah. It, it really sick. didn't have a whole lot of. It didn't feel weighty or like it went in the way of stakes. No, keep it how it is. Uh, you kind of get the best of the best from both shows. Yeah. I see no reason to change course. It's worked fairly well so far.
1: Uh, and he says also finishers that look the most devastating. And which ones look the least? Um, to me, the last ride looks pretty goddamn devastating. Yeah, power bombs of
0: pretty much any variety look like they look they could be bad. Power bombs look rough. Like if you're in a bar fight and someone power bombs you, you're probably... Uh, you're done for. Yeah. The odds that yeah. you remember to tuck your chin yeah. in the midst of a bar fight. You're not going to remember to do that. But like Starship Pain. <laughs> yeah, that, 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 that's very silly. Looks the least devastating. Um,
1: the skull crushing finale.
0: Doesn't look really devastating. I mean, if someone—if that someone forced that upon you in a bar fight, you're—they're dropping you on your face. If
1: somebody tried to come
0: next, because your arms, your leg. arms are trapped like this because you're in a full Nelson. Yeah. And someone drops you face first on okay, the floor. Okay. Fair enough. Fair enough. Uh, choke slam looks really bad. Yeah. But I don't know how they can really muscle you up for a choke slam. It'd be more like a trip. Yeah. Pretty much.
1: I don't know, man. I've seen some World Star videos where some dudes got choke slammed. Yeah, like we, you've we even seen like German suplexes. That yeah, are like in football, people do that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. See um, power bombs
0: in the in fight videos. Yeah, yeah.
1: But like, I mean, obviously, like the leg drop, the people's elbow, not gonna do anything. The five knuckle shuffle, not gonna do anything. That doesn't do anything. It's not gonna do anything. He doesn't even he just goes like this. Yeah, Doesn't make any sense? None. None. Yeah. Anyways. That's it for Matt Chat. Thanks, everybody, for your questions. We definitely appreciate it. How long was this episode? Yeah, we
0: got to about a half hour. What a breezy yeah, look at episode. That. Half All hour. Right. That like, seems to be the norm these days. It's yay fine. for us. We, we'll be back later this evening with a takeover live stream of See? our reactions and then a recap afterwards. Fun stuff. So join us for that, please. Yep. And until uh, next time, we'll talk to you later. Bye.